Greetings ladies and mental gents and welcome to today's reddit quickie video. Taken from the HFY subreddit, the story is called Silence, written by Algie Father Ranthracite. The link to the original will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Vogut was terrified. He had been sure that the job would be easy, but he just needed to kill one of these little flesh piles called a Who-Man. They were half a Wurgut's size. He needed the cash, and the job seemed simple. The Who-Man was living on an asteroid rich with some very rare elements, and a manufacturing company in the said element wanted the Who-Man gone, so they could move in on his claim. The contract paid very well and Wurgut agreed. The high price of the contract should have been his first clue that this was a bad idea. Wurgut looked up at the Who-Man and his ship headed towards the asteroid in question. Humans, it turned out, were from a high-gravity world, covered in plant and animal life at the first glance, seemed to be trying to kill every other thing on the planet. The bit that really creeped out Wurgut was the fact that there were plants. PLANTS! That killed and ate animals on this planet. The fact that the target was a death walter would have been Wurgut's second clue that this was a bad idea. Now Wurgut was stranded on an asteroid alone with a monster, and Wurgut was terrified. This was the first thing that Wurgut got right. Fear was the correct response. It was unfortunate for Wurgut that he had not heeded his clues and now he was going to die. Shortly after landing his craft on the asteroid, Wurgut disembarked and hiked over to the small cluster of mechanical equipment that was made visible on the surface. He recognized the air and water filtration systems and other basic life support equipment. He knew that there would be a way in near the mechanical cluster. After a few minutes of searching, he found an airlock door set into the face of the outcropping. He accessed the control panel and entered into the airlock. After it cycled, he popped off his helmet and stuck it to his back with a magnetic strip. This was Virgut's first mistake. He walked down the dimly lit tunnel and found the blast door a short way down. He checked around the edges and saw that there was a room beyond the blast door, but it was currently unoccupied. He entered the room and began to look around. He saw a basic living space. There was a kitchen area and a dining area, and off to one side there was a small sleeping room. Judging by the pile of blankets and other bedding, a sanitary room stood off to the left of the blast door, and there were several tunnels leading away from the living area. Wurgut looked down each of the dimly lit tunnels and saw that they were not well lit, and it seemed to snake randomly through the bowels of the asteroid. Wurgut selected the tunnel to the right and the one that he'd entered, and started down it, looking for the occupant of the warren. As he walked down the tunnel's claws out, he noticed something. A gentle hum of equipment stopped. As a spacer, he felt his hackles rise. The sounds of the mechanical systems were the assurance of continued existence. Silence meant no fresh air, no water, spoiled food, to a spacer, especially one on an asteroid in the middle of nowhere. Silence was death. Wurgut shook himself and began down the tunnel again. He should have plenty of air in this living space to find or destroy his target, and then he could get back to his ship and leave. At the end of the tunnel was a small computer-controlled mining drawer. Apparently, the humans were expanding his warren. 
Wurgert turned and walked back towards the common room. As he approached, he thought he heard something. He slowed and checked cautiously around the corner at the end of the tunnel to make sure that the human wasn't there. Seeing nothing, he ventured down the next tunnel over. This was Wurgert's second mistake. Wurgert walked a long way down the second tunnel. Eventually, it passed through another blast door, and shortly after that, the tunnel ended in a sealed hatch. Wurgert looked through the portal in the door and saw that beyond lay the refinery for processing ore and refined metal. The equipment was shut down. Wurgert turned and started back towards the common room. There were only two other tunnels to check. As he entered the common room, the dim lighting provided by the overhead glow plates suddenly shut off. He was now in a silent and subterranean dark that caused the primitive part of his brain to shriek in fear. Wurgert turned on a flashlight and swept the common room for signs that it had been disturbed since his last visit. He saw nothing, but off to the right was a sound, slow and rhythmic. Wurgert started down the third tunnel, using his flashlight to light the way. Again, the blast doors in the hatch, looking through, Wurgert saw what looked like a warehouse for ingots and refined metal. The hatch was open, and the sound came from inside. He stepped inside and searched for the source of the sound. It had alien words now, and his translator converted the speech into something he could understand. It was music, and the melody was haunting to Wurgert. People hearing without listening, people writing songs their voices never share. No one dared disturb the silence. Fools, said I, you do not know. Silence like a cancer grows. Wurgert was bothered by the unfamiliar lyrics and the reminder of the quiet all around him. He found a small device playing the music and turned it off. This was Wurgert's last mistake. As the silence came crashing back around him, Wurgert did not hear the sound of a hatch cycling shut. He also did not hear the blast door in the tunnel close. What he did hear was the alarm that went off. At first, he didn't know what it was, but he felt a breeze across his face, and realized that the warehouse was actually a giant airlock. He quickly locked his helmet back in place over his head, and he headed for the hatch. The hatch was sealed now, and the airlock was cycling, and Wurgen noted that the blast door a few dozen feet down was also closed. Wurgen looked around the room and saw the controls to the airlock door. A giant blast door set at 90 degrees to the hatch he'd entered. He went to try and stop the airlock from cycling. The control pad was locked out. Wurgert thought to himself, I can just go out and back to the ship. It's fine. That's when he saw the human for the first time. It stood a few feet behind him as he turned around and lunged at him, slicing a hole in his suit. Before he could react, it disappeared into the dark maze of crates and stacks of ingots scattered around the room. How could it move so fast in a pressurized suit, he thought. Slowly, the blast doors opened and let in the light of the local star. Wurgert ran between the stacks and crates and crouched down. He fumbled for the emergency patch and slapped it over the hole in his suit. He was standing back up when the human, now perched atop a crate, lashed out and cut his suit again. Wurgert was so surprised that he helped and nearly fell over. He looked out and the human was gone. He jumped twenty roll, roughly ten feet, into the air and was nowhere to be seen. He ran to another stack of crates away from the human's jump and again was fumbling for a patch. When the human came around the corner and sliced his leg before disappearing around the edge of the crate, Wurgert fell over backwards at the attack and began to crawl away on hands and knees. 
the human popped out from behind him and sliced the fourth hole in the suit before disappearing again. Wurgut's breath was ragged. He was venting too much air for his suit to keep up. He could hear his heart pounding in his chest. His vision was starting to turn to a tunnel as his brain was starved of breathable air. The last thing he saw was the human kneel over him, knife in hand. Wurgut was terrified. He was going to die. Wurgut awoke with a start. He was laying in an airlock of his ship. He looked down and saw that his suit was covered in holes. Some patched, some not. He stood and noticed a piece of paper fall from the floor. It had a message in an unfamiliar language. He entered his ship and saw that all the other pressure suits had been shredded, and when he checked, all the patches were missing. When he went to the bridge and lifted off, setting off the course to the nearest station to get new suits and a stuff drink, he ran the note through the translator. Two words in human. No trespassing. End of story. If you wish to support the author or the channel, all the relevant links are down below. But the easiest way would be to share this like a plague to everyone and anything that you can think of. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good time, and I'll see you then. Cheers.